A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Whoa, slow down. What's up? Cecil asked me to save Mount Rushmore, but I left Amber waiting in the room, so I gotta... You left a girl in your room while you flew off to deal with a crisis. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, not good for her, but good. That's the tricky part of the job. Balancing what you want to do with what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, you're not just a superhero, Mark. You're a Viltrumite. Mm. We have... Responsibilities Mm -hmm. that normal humans don't. Mm, Right. Yeah, thanks. Hey, one last piece of fatherly advice, okay? You might want to change. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicates. I'm your host, Armand Haddad. This season we are exploring the cinematic adaptations of love stories. Today we are looking at the TV adaptation of Invincible by Robert Kirkman. But before we join the Guardians of the Globe, I am joined by some returning guests, the talented hosts of the movie podcast, Reshoot, the Amateur's Guide to Gooder Film, Hector and Ed. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having us. Likewise, yeah. So you guys are back and you recommended a TV show, an Amazon exclusive, Invincible. So starting with you, Ed, how did you first hear of Invincible? It just ads on Amazon. <laughs> Literally, I would go on Amazon to watch some movies and it just kept popping up in my face. So I want to watch it. <laughs> Looks like the marketing worked. Yeah. How about you, Hector? I was on like the television subreddit and the comments were like big and I was like, huh? Oh, wow. And the trailer looked really cool and I, I really dig animated stuff. So okay. I give it a shot. Very cool. Very. So you guys never heard of the comic Invincible before the TV show came out? I did not know there was a comic before the TV show. Mm, okay. <laughs> I think I'd heard of it at a previous Comic Con, but I never really mm-hmm. focused much on it. Okay, so going off of that, I first heard of Invincible because I used to go to Chicago Comic Cons a lot, and within the friend group, there was a guy that used to dress up as Invincible. This was uh, getting maybe like ten years ago, or even maybe eight years ago, seven years ago, and I was like, "Who? Who is this? Like the Flash? You don't? What is this? When you're skin tight?" Uh, suit with no cup. He 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 wore no cup, so he would like have to like hide sometimes. Brave nice. man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Who's who's invincible?" They're like, "Oh, it's a comic by Robert Kirkman." I'm like, "Okay, well I know that name because he did The Walking Dead." Yep. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> do, you, do you guys watch The Walking Dead at all? I watched up until I think like season six or okay. so, right before okay. the infamous Negan shows up. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I was kind of into the bit of a counterculture dude back in my high school days. <laughs> yeah. Bit cringy to admit. So by the time I was interested, the uh, the show was already starting to explode in the tank, and I was like, it was too much to catch up. Yeah, it's it's been tanking for a while and it's kind of like i'm i'm you know i've been watching this long i can't just stop <laughs> <laughs> sunk cost uh, I mean, exactly exactly I mean, i'm too deep done. right <laughs> can't stop now but anyways so speaking of the walking dead so steven yoon voices the leading character invincible and i thought that was a nice nod i was like ah oh, robert kirkman is hiring uh people that he knows because he played glenn in the walking dead weren't all the original guardians of the globes walking dead alumni you know what hector you're right (laughs) (laughs) um i know ross okay ross marquand who plays aaron in the walking dead plays immortal the immortal character Mm. so hector you said earlier that you're a big animated uh tv show type of guy did you watch uh what was it the animated series of batman batman the animated series the 90s one yes i watched so i watched when i was little so i remember some i it's been so long i i loved it yeah okay so like i guess a better question would be like where does invincible stack up when it comes to other superhero uh cartoons because for me i don't really digest that medium um too much so in your opinion in your expert opinion hector which one is gooder (laughs) um just between batman and invincible or just in general justice league or the new harley quinn one yeah (laughs) i haven't seen the new harley quinn it's on my list i haven't gotten around to it yet um so i guess oh man so did anyone here ever hear of a show called Spectacular Spider-Man? No. no. So they played it on like Kids WB back in like Saturday mornings. I used to wake up very early oh, to boy. watch it. Um, <laughs> if you ask a lot of like really hardcore Spider-Man fans, they consider that show to be like the pinnacle of like spy- one of the best Spider-Man media to exist. What? Even better than 1960s Spider-Man? He's <laughs> pointing at himself. Yeah. Just, no, yeah. no, nothing can beat that one, of course. But uh, it cl- very close second to that. It's the 1960s. <laughs> okay, all right. But well, that's a pretty high bar to uh, to it, yeah, keep. Yeah, it. So I guess I'd rank it, and it's just difficult because like it's a different audience. Because like okay. 90s was like just League for the most part was more episodic with like a bigger right tie in. Mm-hmm. and Invincible and Robert Kirkman he ended up saying like when he was making Invincible he wanted the status quo to be changed he didn't want anything to be like normal comics where it's just mm. reverse after a few arcs or reverse back after a few arcs mm. and you can kind of it's the first season but you can kind of I, I've read the comic of Invincible just for anyone listening because I to see where I'm going with this you can You're already a big see big fan after <laughs> the show made me a huge fan oh wow okay <laughs> Okay. I read it like two weeks after I finished the show. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, the status quo is constantly changed. That's something I really appreciate, and it's kind of why I'm not. After hearing that and watching Invincible, it kind of disillusioned me to some of the, like, more modern comics and the way they tell their stories. Mm-hmm. So I guess Invincible is pretty high up there. Is I guess a convoluted way of saying it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because after the first episode, after you recommended me the show, I was like, okay, not not to get too ahead of myself, but yeah, it does deconstruct what it means for a superhero story because it is different. It's extremely <laughs> different and it makes uh, pretty bold moves. And I'm not surprised that it does because Robert Kirkman is kind of known for that. He doesn't play it safe at all and hot out of the gate he's like yeah, this is gonna be different this isn't your batman this isn't your superman stories of your grandpa's age 
This is Invincible. And this was back in like 2003 too. So this was like way before the evil Superman stories we're getting now. Mm, okay. Well, let's get into that. And before we go any further, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for some elevator pitches. Please stand clear of the closing door. So for those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend, you really only have 60 seconds to do so. So here on Syndicate today, we're going to simulate that by putting 60 seconds on the clock. And since I have two guests, 30 seconds each. Hector, you're going to start. And then Ed, you're going to finish Hector's speech. What? So oh, is, no. <laughs> so this is like the plot summary, correct? No, this, this is recommending I need you, a friend. Yeah, I need you to pitch me the movie as if i never seen it before while sure. avoiding major spoilers. Are you ready? I'll have to tw- spoil the first episode, but yeah. That is fine. Okay. Okay, got it, we're going to start in three, two, one, zero. All right, so Invincible is a story about Mark Grayson. He is the son of famous superhero Omni-Man, who is the equivalent to their world Superman. He gets his powers late, and he is the son... His father is a Viltrumite from the planet Viltrum. And he starts learning how to be a superhero from his dad and through his friends. But at the very end of the first episode, we get the big twist. And go. I don't want to spoil the big twist. Is the thing, but <laughs> there is a huge thing. And this show really does uh, do superheroes in a way you've never seen it before. And it's... it. it the thing that I love about it the most is that you see the consequences of their actions, even when they're trying to do good. But yeah, in the first episode, uh, Omni-Man basically kills their version of the Justice League. Oh my God. <laughs> With three seconds to spare. Yeah. I mean that I did not expect that at all in the first episode. Me neither. Like, so the reason why I even heard of the TV show because I, I knew about the comics and then I knew there was a TV show being made and I was like, eh, whatever. And then I saw a meme and I didn't know the context <laughs> of the meme. It was some dude think, in a suit. Mark. Think, Mark, think. And then like Invincible's on the ground all bloody. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? I don't, I should watch this TV show. And then Hector was like, Let's, I want to do Invincible. And I was like, all right, well, that was on my list. And then after watching the first episode, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. What did I just watch? It's a good hook. Definitely. It is, it's, a, it's a very effective hook because, like you said, essentially, what if Superman killed the Justice League? And that is the driving force of this entire season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so just like with Robert Kirkman with the whole zombie franchise, like, what if we just kept on going after the zombie movie ends and just made a TV show of them surviving? And then with this TV show, it's like, yeah, the Justice League, dead. And then what happens? What happens to the world? What happens to all the other Teen Titans and other knockoff um, superhero vigilantes? What are they going to do? So... I'll tell you, Hector, this was a good choice. Oh, thank you. Very good choice. There's so much to talk about with this show. And let's talk about Omni-Man and Mark Grayson to begin with. So what did you guys think about the whole dynamic between Mark's father, who's Omni-Man, and then Mark as his teenage son? Uh, I liked it a lot. And especially when Mark starts getting his powers, I found it a little weird how tough his dad was being on him at first, at least. I don't know. Just it seemed like, yeah, Omni-Man, you're you're a Viltrumite, whatever. You're you're basically Superman. Mm -hmm. Like, go easy on him. He just got his powers. Right. Especially when he punches him and it actually hurts him yeah it was that was a very strange way it was like very it's like beyond tough love it's like yeah did he try to like hurt him for real right there it's like a jealousy type thing going on what do you think hector 
I was wondering if he was just trying to like prep him up for the like the toughness of being a superhero mm. and you know getting you know getting ready for like what can possibly happen. Yeah, that is true. Baptism by fire, almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense after you mm-hmm. finish the show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. The show is interesting because, like, in the beginning, it's kind of like a coming-of-age story with Mark Grayson. Like, oh, he gets his powers as he is in high school, mirroring puberty, and, you know, like, all these strange things are happening to his body. He can throw things really far. He can fly. He can't really get hurt very easily. He can punch things really hard. And... It was at that time that he decides to be a superhero. And Hector, since you read the comics, why is he called Invincible? So there's two different versions depending on which medium you oh, here we call go. the story. So in the show, his dad tells him, Nolan tells him, you know, most kids think they're invincible, but you actually are. Mm-hmm. In the comic, he was fighting with a bully to protect one of the other kids mm-hmm. and uh he gets and the principal's like you think you're invincible but you're not just let me handle it let the adults handle this mm-hmm. and it huh. basically boils down to the same yeah wow okay that's interesting that they used the comic book that whole plot for something else in the story right oh there's a lot of that the uh can i go into like one of the weirdest ones yeah go on so do you remember uh damien darkblood the demon detective yes he is literally a three-panel joke in the uh comic (laughs) his whole thing is like really yeah no his whole thing is like so in the comic he's like oh he tells off some other people who are investigating the guardians hq Mm -hmm. you know like oh i can do this you guys follow me and you'll learn and then after everything gets revealed, he goes up to he goes up to Cecil, the guy in charge of basically the Nick Fury of the world, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I figured out who it is. It's Omni Man." And then they all laugh him out of the place. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like twenty chapters, like not twenty starts like seven. So it's weird because like the reveal happens in chapter the kill happens in chapter seven. The reveal happens in chapter 12. Like, like everyone else knowing the okay. truth happens in chapter 12. So does the comic book reader know off the bat that it is Omni-Man? Yes, it was a, also, but it was like a one, pa- it was a one page thing. It's, oh, okay. it's, he completely curb stomps them and they barely recognize who it is before they're dead. Yeah, that, that's one thing you mentioned to me that in the comic, Omni-Man just kills them like that. Mm-hmm. And then in the show, it's much more effective because it, I mean, th- you, you kind of really savor the moment of the brutality of it. it it's much I longer. Think it, I think it was also to show that Nolan did have to consider him to be a legitimate threat to take him out that early on. Mm-hmm. It was just fixing. Especially the, that they did put Nolan in the hospital. A lot of this show is just, I think, Kirk, at least this season, is Kirkman looking back and thinking, oh, if I could have just done this or moved this stuff around. Yeah. That's what a lot like, of people have been saying that, like, who have read the comic book and watched the show, they say that Kirkman really fixed a lot of issues, even though, even if they weren't that big, a lot of issues that just made it better in the show. The first chapter is like the worst, I think, in my opinion, just because it feels like almost like an abridged version of the first episode and not in a good way. (laughs) That is interesting. Yeah, he he tends to do that with his show because he did that with Walking Dead, too, because like whatever rough edges were in his comic book series, he like polished it for like the TV show. So that's very interesting that he is continuing to do that. Yeah. I just love this revisionist um, director mentality. Like same thing with George Lucas. Except George Lucas just fixes the same exact movie over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> fixes. Yeah. 
Air quotes. Well, he wanted. He always wanted Greedo to say McClunky. I was up to say McClunky. What? Ed is confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. In one of the, in the Disney Plus, I think revision yeah. or the new Disney version revision. Mm-hmm. When Greedo's about to shoot for when Greedo shoots, he goes like McClunky right as he gets <laughs> murdered. Uh huh. You know, he goes like McClunky. It, it was weird. That was like what? the actual voice I'm Wait, yeah. Hold yeah. up, hold up, hold up. Uh-huh. Just, just the gibberish McClunky he wanted to, yeah. he wanted Greedo to say that? Yeah. 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 And then they make it even more confusing who shot first. Yes. Han. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, totally off topic, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing like the revision where Han didn't shoot first. Mm-hmm. Where Han like kind of dodges the fucking... Breaks his neck to yeah, get out of the way. Yeah, breaks his neck. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember watching. It, I'm like, "What the heck is this?" That's not how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, he Han Solo became like the Flash for like one instance and like dodged <laughs> a laser bolt, yeah. point blank range. <laughs> That's not how the Force works. Um. <laughs> but speaking of the Flash, so Omni Man kills their version of the Flash, the Red Streak. Red I think Rush. that's what he's Red Rush. And that's when things got real with the TV show. Cause like he goes into the Guardians of the Globe HQ. They're like, Omni Man, what are you doing here? And then he just starts, like you said, curb stomping them all. And it all started with the Red Rush. Because he was holding his head and then he crushed his head between his hands. And that was like fully animated, uncut, uncensored. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think that head crush scene after thinking about it for a while was a little bit of callback to Glenn because his eye does pop out. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, It's worse <laughs> when you remember that Red Rush mentioned like 10 minutes, a few minutes before oh, God. that. Every second is an eternity to him. So... Getting his head That's squished right. in like that must have taken forever in his mind. Yeah. Like Red, Red Rush experiences time slower. Mm. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That sucks for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was rewatching Damn. it recently and I caught that. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So Omni-Man knew what he was doing. He, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he like completely takes out the Guardians of the Globe. And then he... What happens? Like, Did he like stay there or did he like fly away? No, he faints. He, he, uh, in the comics, he flies away. In the show, he just kind of goes unconscious because they actually nearly got him. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got beat up pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So okay, so Robert Kirkman made it more, yeah, tension filled. Yeah, that's okay. That's smart. He kind of put the middle and end game invincible tone, and just kind of pushed it more to the beginning because the beginning is a lot more lighthearted. Mm. That is true, because like I was watching it and. The Amazon makes it extremely apparent that this is for adults only. This is an adult, like, giant warning label when you when yeah. start the show. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, eh, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it seems like in any other Justice League-type cartoon. And then you get to the end, and I'm like, okay. It became like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> And it just didn't let up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was shell-shocked. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I have to find out what happens now. <laughs> so Mark Grayson gets his powers, and he becomes buddy-buddy with a fellow superhero, Atom Eve. And what it? The teen team? Yes. Teen <laughs> team. Yeah. yeah. Totally not Teen Titans. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the dynamic between Atom, Eve, and Invincible? I think it was good that it wasn't uh, a romantic 
thing. I think that, that they're just basically friends. Okay. For now. And they're just colleagues for the most part. That is a good way to establish characters. However, yeah. throughout the entire season, I was like, why is he not dating her? <laughs> yeah. That would make his life infinitely like simpler. <laughs> because he he becomes romantically involved with her friend, who's a normal person. And he like has to like hide his secret identity. Oh, Amber. He, Man, the Amber thing's completely different in the comics. Well, go on. What what happened? Uh this is about spoilers. She does find out, but it's completely different. And her reaction to it's completely different. Okay. So Ed, why don't you explain what happens in the show? And then in the, Hector. In the show, expo- like the, the issues he has with Amber? I guess like the issues revealing Oh. Well, Mark gets into a lot of trouble with Amber because he keeps disappearing to, you know, turn into Invincible and save the day or whatever. And he's always late because of superhero stuff. And eventually when Amber has had enough, she breaks up with him. But Mark reveals that he's Invincible and she's like, yeah, I already knew. I already knew for like a couple months already. And that, yep. the issue wasn't that he was invincible. The issue is that he lied more so. Mm, and and, and that he kept lying. Yeah. Mm. That's not good for a relationship. No way. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so Hector, what happened in the comic? How is it different? Let me think how it says about spoilers. She finds out like right before he reveals it to her. And it's a lot later in the timeline when they start dating and stuff. Like mm. I said, he jumbles mm. things around. Okay. She's also doesn't have a much of a personality in the comics. And I think he really <laughs> tried to fix that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amber definitely has a distinct personality in the show. She's very, um, environmentally conscious, very into like social justice. Yeah. Um, she does, she's definitely, she has a very distinct personality. It makes me wonder if they're going to, if he's going to change things around because she, you know, with the whole personality and the fact that they were technically like broken up, they got back to, you know, it was this whole weird thing. I don't want to spoil, but in the Mm. comic, but so this is different. Okay. I'm trying to be careful for all, because I know one, Ed wants to read it and I don't know if any of the listeners here want to read it. Okay. Don't want to spoil a 20 year old comic. Uh, okay so yeah in the show i felt it was kind of anticlimactic which part i've i always knew yeah i kind of figured it out and i'm like um i don't think that would be my first conclusion this guy is like i would just think he's being a flake (laughs) i can't rely on you for anything hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, not, hmm, I think he's a superhero. (laughs) Well, the thing is that she, at first she did think that he was just flaky. Mm -hmm. It's just after she found out it made more sense. 
I think. I think that, that's what I got from it. At yeah, least. yeah. Right. It's just she just wants to be let in on the truth, which I mean, she's like what seventeen. I don't. <laughs> not trying to sound like an old man here, but you know, they're all teenagers. It's everything's the biggest dumb. thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It, it it would make Mark's life so much easier if he just <laughs> dated Adam Eve instead of like, oh, I have to be here. I, oh, I I got to keep it a secret and like jumping through all these hoops. Or he could just do what Adam Eve was doing with uh, the teen team, which is date her essentially coworker, I guess. The Rexplosion. Rexplosion, <laughs> the biggest douchebag on the planet. They dated before she joined the team, but yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was mentioned in the show, too. I, I was finishing up some of the episodes this morning, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, uh, they were together for a couple of years. years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah and then he, became, then he became a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, after after he got, like, the powers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then he became, like hot shot and then he cheated on adam eve with duplicates duplicate yeah yeah oh my god okay that makes sense (laughs) the first season's very much of like as much as it is a mystery of what the heck is going on it's also a lot of teen drama yeah which (laughs) you're gonna start feeling nostalgic if the show keeps going the way it goes in the comics you're gonna start feeling nostalgic for it because that goes away after a while <laughs> yeah i can see that I, I, because i'm assuming they age yeah the show lasts the comic lasts of quite a few years into their life okay that's good mark just needs a date adam eve it just makes more sense his life would be a lot happier armand this is for something where you're like actually going to ships <laughs> I uh, yeah yeah you know what you know what yeah you're I'm, I'm totally I'm going to ship you're... them together. I mean, it makes more sense. She's better looking than Amber. Makes... She she can fly around. <laughs> Ed looks so offended when you said that about Eve looking better than Amber. <laughs> Debatable, but <laughs> maybe he just likes Amber more. I don't know. I mean, he that, was that interested. is true. That he is was true. interested in Eve at first, but you know, he's a horny seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed that's, pretty that's bummed out when Eve said that she was dating Rex. Right, right. So, so obviously, and then they have a friendship. <laughs> they have some sort of chemistry. It's like okay, as superheroes, forget. <laughs> it's like forget Amber. Just date Eve. <laughs> oh, she she's on. She's more independent. She has her own t- tree house. Looks like it's from Kashyyyk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh you're right exactly. <laughs> looks like itchy and scratchy and all the other chewbaccas are up there <laughs> no speaking speaking of like ships i, I shipped uh i don't know if you ever watched avatar but i shipped uh zuko and katara the hardest that made more sense to me it's dangerous to bring up avatar shipping anywhere in any hey. medium you know this man hey. Hey, I don't care. Zuko was right for her. Oh, I wish I watched that one. You can still watch did. it, Armand. It holds up. Um, it's on Netflix too. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if I have time for a two hundred episode. Two hundred? The first show is only like five hundred. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. What? It's like. It's like maybe a hundred episodes. If you had both shows together, it's close to hundred. There's two shows now. Yeah. There's. It's a, the Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. And okay. there's more shows the f- coming The now. first one's so, like 40 episodes, do I, yeah. Do I watch the movie first? You don't watch the, the movie show. in general. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. The, the, what movie? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He's talking about uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, Ed. Uh, uh, no, no. It's a joke. No, it doesn't exist. Okay, so is this before or after Pandora? Oh my uh, God. It's right after right after so after they liberate the blue people then i watch the tv show yes the blue people get so into nature they start to bend elements yes oh that makes sense oh my god so are are the blue people the blue the water nation because they're blue no it's the airbenders because of the blue tattoos 
Oh, it's okay, what's so. left to rapidly evolve after many, many generations, and it's looking very tired. <laughs> so they evolve. Okay, so the blue skin just turns into an arrow on their foreheads. Yes, and they become more humanoid because they keep mating with the <laughs> leftover humans. <laughs> Okay, so watch James Cameron's Avatar, then watch M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar, and then you watch the show. Yes, and then you have to watch Korra, and then after okay. Last Airbender, that way it makes more sense chronologically. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll finish. And then, and then watch Full Metal Alchemist when you're done. Oh, actually, I, I highly recommend Full Metal Alchemist, brother. <laughs> Y'all done? That'd be great. <laughs> This was a great tangent. Anyways. <laughs> I brought it upon myself. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so getting back to Invincible. So moving beyond shipping and our disagreements with that. Um, there's a lot going on with this show that's very interesting. Um, I really enjoyed um, the two twins or they're not technically twins; they're clones of each other. The two big oh, the blue Mueller guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was. You know what? Yeah, go on. They're so great. They're they're great. I, <laughs> I love think them. We have like the best twist in cloning I've seen in a long time, which is they both make themselves forget which ones which they don't fight. Right. Right. Because every time they make a, say one of them dies, and they clone another one it's like ah good thing i'm the original yeah it's like ah. you're the clone yeah great. <laughs> diluted brain <laughs> that was the funniest yeah. quote ever <laughs> especially when they make robots bodies like are you are you saying he's are you saying we're stupid yes i am and then <laughs> just keeps going <laughs> yeah and speaking of that that was a twist i didn't see coming that was a, that was a pretty good cliffhanger like because, like, as you go oh, through yeah. the show, it's like, Robot. well, I want to know why Omni-Man killed the Guardians of the Globe. And then, meanwhile, they're creating a new Guardians of the Globe from Teen Team, mostly. And Robot is part of the Teen Team. Yeah, he's part of the Teen Team, but he, he he's not part of Guardians he's, of the Globe, exactly. Yeah, he's kind of like He's Alfred. more just kind of like an administrator. He, like when he fights, Batman. too, he's just kind of like the leader who stays behind. He's like the mastermind. He's yeah, like, you yeah. do this. This is the plan. He organizes everything. And he was that. like behind the Mueller twins escaping. They got out of a pretty high tech security um, facility prison thing. And I was like, I got out a little too easy. Yeah. And the Mueller twins themselves recognize that someone's helping them. They're like, it seems we have a benefactor. And then I was a robot. And I'm like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah that was the craziest thing like that that thing like they show robot releasing the Mueller twins and then you see him like take a prick mm -hmm. of explosions blood and then it's mm -hmm. like three episodes later it's finally revealed why or like like oh it played yeah. a long con oh, yeah. with that whole arc i think it paid off pretty well too <laughs> they also combined two arcs with that whole thing go on so please do tell what originally happened is the Mahler twins find uh the immortal okay. and they before in like chapter nine oh and then they just bring him back and they try to control but it just doesn't work they try to control him it doesn't work and he you know he goes mad goes after omni man for killing him and then like 20 to 30 i want to say chapters later is when after the Mahler twins are captured, they get help from a robot. And this is way after the uh, robot helps them escape. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. It makes it makes a lot more sense in the show. Okay. Especially since like. I don't know what robot gives them in exchange for <laughs> them making him a body. Because in this one, he gives them... He gives no, them he doesn't give them a body. body. <laughs> it, was it was schematics for... He doesn't? Mind control. Would... Yeah. Oh, for the control. That's right. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. 
they the schematics for the little in control the comics, they not the monitors work. made the controls thing themselves, and it just doesn't work. Uh, okay. Mm. Well, it makes sense in the show because you know you do this, so I can give you the payment, and then payment is the schematics. Double cross. I, it didn't work. I think yeah. the Mahler twins were more uh, curious, if I remember correctly, with the ro- in the comic with helping Robot because they he helped them escape, and then it's like, okay, we owe them. And then they don't. They're more backstabbing the show. Come to think of it, <laughs> with each other or just in general? No, with everyone else. I mean, with each other always, but like that never changed. But with everyone else, they're a lot more like cautious. <laughs> it makes more sense, but I don't know. I never really thought about it until you guys said it. <laughs> I I just love how they're they're brutes, but yeah. they're also really smart. And they made a gun with like right. scrap pieces of metal, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because like you assume that they're dumb because they're like looks like the Hulk, big mm-hmm. blue man. But the Hulk is also smart. Yeah, like Bruce Banner. Yeah. Well, later on when. They like merge into one basically. Oh yeah, in the movies. <laughs> I mean that that happens in the comics too, Professor Hulk. Honestly, in the superhero side, it makes a lot of sense because usually it's like one or the other, so they don't get too strong. Mm. But like okay. considering that the Mahler twins aren't like that yeah. strong. And yeah. uh but they have more intelligence to make up for it, and with the scale already being so high with like invincible like the whole Viltrumites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of. So I, again, I like superhero stuff. So it's like it. Speaking of scale, where does where does Battle Beast rank up? Oh, dude, the oh. big cat. Oh yeah, Battle Beast. Is... I got excited. The cat much. with the mace. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's 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 one yeah. of my faves. Where does he where does he scale up in this? I think because he, he seems really. I think strong. he would give Omni Man a run for his money. I think so uh, yeah. too. Yeah. Honestly, I mean. He seems pretty strong just by himself, but I, I would think he would need the mace to, mm. like, stay in the battle for the most part. Kind of like Thor. Kind of like yeah. Thor. Yeah. Think of, like... Because I, I think if, if Omni-Man can just disarm him, either take the mace away or just, you know, his whole arm, then it'd be a, a different story. Battle of Beast, <laughs> I'd say, is like... Uh... He's kind of like got that Doom Slayer energy of just like getting angry and being the shit out of everything. He shouldn't be able to. Metal music starts playing. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it, it, yeah. That's uh, cool. Love Battle Beast. Yeah, that 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 was very. I and I like, I like how they show him at the like at the end of the show when you know they're like showing all this stuff that could happen. Battle Beast is there. I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> Don't spoil it if he does. <laughs> Right, Hector. Hector knows the whole story. You know you're the whole thing. You're the I mean, Dave Filoni of this group right now. Oh, it's <laughs> and then like Attack on Titan. He hate I I yeah, read yeah. all of it. So he... he's he's read Attack on Titan. I have not. <laughs> Last season comes out in January. Five months away. It's not I done yet. Just put. Mm-mm. I thought it was... no. It's not done yet because no. Because between the first season and the second season, it was what three and a half they years. Up at the ver- they were just like five, seven chapters, I think, from catching up. Yeah, three and a half years between the first and the second mm. season, and then from the second was only like twelve episodes, and then it was like another year or more until the third. Armand, I think. And finally, they they waited for the comic book to end, and now they're making the. Armand, I highly recommend you watch it. That's like. Yeah, I do want to watch it. It's, it, looks, it looks pretty watch, sweet. Just, just, just start watching in January so you can just binge the entire thing. There's going to be a few parts where, like, what am I watching? This seems childish. Armand, stick to it. Stick I think yeah. your trust after Invincible. You, you, stick you with got, it. Yeah, you, got your, you got your anime, normal, you know, school teen mm-hmm. stuff in the show. Don't say anything else. It, 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 it's, shed, it's like Invincible. <laughs> it's just shed away it, very right. quick. It gets shed away surprisingly quick. Yeah. Okay. Very. Yeah, because speaking of like quality, this was a good show. It was it was produced well, has really good voice actors, some not so good voice actors, but like who? Um, Rexplode 
I didn't. I didn't really like his voice actor. <laughs> really? I thought he. I mean, he, he's a douchebag. Yeah, but the voice acting was good. There's, in general, there's for being there's some actors, and I'm like, mm, they didn't really spend a whole lot of money on those characters. But like J.K. Simmons, <laughs> Steve Yoon, Mark oh, Hamill, Sandra Oh. Yeah. Oh, J.K. Simmons great. is a god As, in like acting, in my opinion. Being angry. Oh, not just being angry. He played. <laughs> he's in Legend of Korra, and he does like a great job in that show. Wait, who's in the Legend he's of Korra? He's Tenzin. The Airbender Master. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. Okay. Yeah, but no, he's he's okay. Yeah, no, he does a great <laughs> job in uh, this show. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it is an Amazon show. I mean, it's not like an HBO show. Like, uh, I think like the Killing Joke was. Uh, was that HBO? Like, who produced the Killing oh, movie? Oh, Warner Brothers. Don't uh, the movie? You didn't like it? I've seen bits. They added some really dumb stuff oh, to it. We gotta watch it all. I I, I read the comic. It. Well, you can't hold a candle to the it, comic. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, of course. But like, what what seemed really weird to me about the Killing Joke is that it was like it was a movie, but it was like. They're two very distinct That's stories because they need to have that is not separate. The killing joke is only like fifty pages or sixty. They needed more to pad it out, mm. and that's the part that made me not like the killing joke. Yeah, that's 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 the part that I didn't like either. Because yeah, like they're very very obviously two separate stories just it, put it, together. Because yeah, for some reason they keep having because they're like oh we because uh Batgirl in the comics. And that mm-hmm. you know she's just kind of used as a object, as a source mm-hmm. of trauma for everyone else when she goes through her own trauma. Mm-hmm. So the whole bit in the beginning of that one was like, oh, we're gonna give her something more. She's not just uh, an object; she's her own person. She's strong. And then she has sex with Bruce because that's mm-hmm. the beginning, right? Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. thing that bothered me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Underdeveloped females? I never heard of such a thing. Wow. You know what? Who do- That's incredible. you know what comic doesn't have underdeveloped <laughs> females? Invincible or women? I hate seeing more females. Yes, invincible. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just gotta talk up. Uh, Mark's mom. Forget her name in the show. What's her name? It's it's Deborah. It is Deborah. It is Debbie. I remember now. Cecil calls her that. Such a good character. Such a good character. Oh my gosh. Like, such a, like, it's, it's, it, it feels wrong saying that, but it's so, uh, like, rare seeing a female character being so strong and independent. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And just, like, her, her whole arc of, like, trying to figure out what nolan did and all of that Mm -hmm. and just the line delivery of fuck you nolan yeah oh that was so good i love i loved her yeah and it was i love her yeah no it's great and like yeah she got some help from the uh the demon but he would but she like basically figured out the rest on her own Mm -hmm. yep she sure did yeah that was she was great her entire mm-hmm. story was yeah. fantastic and sandra O's performance was fantastic as well like her and jk simmons were like <laughs> they outacted everybody in the show with just their voice that's a feat. yeah and it's, yeah, like I thought, like start to finish, like she she felt like a fully fleshed out character. It, like you're yeah. hard pressed to find anyone in this show that isn't seemingly fully fleshed out. Uh, I think that again ties into Kirkman's, you know, redo a uh, revising stuff, because mm. like she was arguing with the weaker characters in the beginning. Really. Yeah, until Nol- she'd start getting her development after she found out what Nolan did at the same time as everyone else. She oh. wasn't, she- but she she kind of figured it out 
a little bit before everyone else but cecil kind of already knew when she found cecil out, right? didn't even know in the comic what happened is immortal just goes in to tries to kill uh and then oh, that's when and that's when everybody spilled, finds that's when out over at once wow. if, yeah that's that, that yeah sucks. yeah i like the, the show better, better <laughs> shows a lot better so it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah and one of the one of the biggest questions i have actually is uh, spoilers but like omni man calls debbie yeah at mm-hmm. the end but when when debbie kind of knows what he did and he, he says she says like fuck you nolan and she walks away like only punches the wall like he's actually frustrated but like i think he's just frustrated that she found That's... out after thinking uh, about it here's my theory maybe he actually does here's my care. theory i think because earlier in the show he said that he he loves and like you uh, like when I met your mom everything changed like because he was just like a Viltrumite you know just like I have to do my duty and then he fell in love and then he had a kid and that changed everything and you see these tender moments in the beginning and then when she said fuck you he was hurt as any guy would be if he heard his wife say that say that so i think him saying she's just a pet to me is him masking the pain yep and you, there's a lot of stuff to support that throughout the entire season everyone keeps saying it like yeah. it seems like you know they're like you were our friends and they're not mm-hmm. buying the fact that he says no you know, he's like, no, I, I didn't care about all this. He did. He obviously did. Like, especially with the scene with Mark and the uh, the baseball What's game. What's another 17 mm-hmm. years? Oh, that was such a good... Oh, man, that scene was the best. Can always make another. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about the end. Because that was, that was pretty powerful. Yeah. So, it's revealed uh, everyone that needs to know knows that omni-man killed the guardians of the globe and the reason why he did it because he revealed it to mark which is that he needs to prime earth to join the viltrumite empire and he needs to eliminate any threats that would be that would challenge him or the viltrumites so he takes out the Guardians of the Globe and anyone else that is even powerful. And then Mark gets in the crossfire because he stands up to his father because Earth is his home. And I like how at first, or like even the even the Guardians of the Globe in the first episode, like it's so hard for them to grasp that Omni-Man is evil. It's like, oh, somebody must be in control mm, of him. Yeah. And even Mark, when they're fighting, it's like, someone's t- like has control over you right yeah, like punching his dad and wake up are you still there and then omni man's like no mark this is yeah me. <laughs> and even mark doesn't buy it he's like this isn't you yeah you love me you love mom <sighs> that whole last episode last fight is so yeah, so good. And mark pretty much doesn't stand a chance against his dad no nope. completely outclassed <laughs> And the end, like one of the ending sequences where the famous meme where Omni-Man is over Invincible's body. Think, Mark. Think. He actually doesn't say think a second time. He just says think, think he doesn't. He does in the comic. So I think the guy who made the meme, uh, oh. I think the guy who made the meme had already read the comic and mixed him up. He says, he says think, Mark, think yes. in the comics? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am correcting everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, te- you're technically correct. It's just both, ways, both kind. ways work. <laughs> uh, and then as Omni-Man is going to kill his son, he stops. And what does, what does he say? Omni-Man says, what will you have after 500 years? And Invincible says, you... Yeah, I'll still have you, Dad. And he's, like, bloodied. He's, like, his dad has nearly killed him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
He's a pulp. It's the worst injury he's gotten throughout the entire show. And that's saying something considering he gets his ass kicked Battlebees. at least every episode. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that he still cares for his dad in this instance is a lot. Right. Yeah. That's his dad. He still loves him throughout all of that. Yeah. So that was that was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that interesting uh the whole season's full of it because like you remember that one subplot in the very beginning of the first episode with that security guard talking about his stepson? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then later on it's like you called me mm-hmm. dad. <laughs> yeah, it's showing like strained relationships and how they can still be uh salvageable. Right. So Omni Man flies away, and he had tears. Mm-hmm. Did not expect that, and he just doesn't come back. He's gone. He left the solar system. What do you think is going to happen? Obviously, Hector, you know what's going to happen. I'll keep my mouth shut for this one. <laughs> so, Ed, what what do you think is going to happen in season two? Season two? Uh, hmm. How long did you say the comic book is, Hector? How many uh, issues? I want to say it was around 300. Let me, see, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It wasn't it like 177. No, it was a lot more. I it took me like it took me like what? a week and a half, and I didn't do nothing but read. Uh, wow. Let me see here. Oh yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I being... kind of got it deep into that one. He went down the rabbit hole. Hmm. I have not yet. I haven't. Well, it, de- it depends. It depends. 144. Like, 144. Yeah. But more they're like and they're like 30 pages each and, for the most part. Yeah, and and the, and the first season did how many? You'd say. Oh, that's a difficult question. Well, like, like you know, with, I know things things are kind of jumbled sp- around, split up and stuff. But like, how much did you how much did you think they covered? Like, just individually, how many chapters? I would say twenty. Twenty. Twenty-five. With he has said he has plans so for like six seasons. Six and seasons. They're making a live-action movie too. What? Yeah. Ugh. Well, don't say ugh. They said it's going to be different. It. I know, but still, I, like, okay. I don't like it when when people just like they have this good thing and then milk it in all different type of media. Some people don't like cartoons. That's my issue. Yeah, that's that's a personal. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. Money. Cartoons can be taken seriously, you know. <laughs> when like well, some no. Attack on Titan, Code Geass, fucking mm. Spider Verse, Full Metal, Full Metal, mm, yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. This one also. Anyways, uh, season two, since they covered around 20, I'm going to say around the same maybe. I think it's going to be a lot of just Mark building up his name as a superhero mm. more than anything. I don't think Omni-Man will make an appearance in the second season. I don't think he maybe should. Maybe at the very end, like little tease. Maybe at the very end, yeah, little, little tease like they did here, but I don't think... Omni Man will make an appearance in season two at all, and uh, I want Battle Beast to show up again. Oh, he's so much! But in season two, I want him back. I want, I want a whole like dedicated like two episode arc for yeah, Battle Beast. Maybe he'll be the main antagonist, like in the background. I'm oh, shadows to... pulling the strings. I'm tr- I would love that. So I'm trying not much. to show my face. I don't want you guys. To, I don't want to accidentally. I want Battle way. Beast. I just want Battle yeah. Beast, man. That's all I, think I want. Battle Beast is going to come back. He's going to get with uh, Adam Eve. <laughs> <laughs> She's a friend. <laughs> um, and probably Invincible is going to join the Gardens of the Globe. Because he's very much outside of it. So is Adam Eve. I mean, yeah. And he did do that because his dad said to not be a part of it. Well, now his dad's gone. Now. He gone. His dad's gone. I'm going to be honest. He went out to get some cigarettes in space. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I actually think you guys... Like, I know what happens, but considering how much they've already changed, who knows? You guys might actually be on the money without any of us knowing. Okay, spoil this for me, Hector, and for there listeners. Does Battle Beast make a return? Alright, say it. Just it's a simple it's yes or back. no. 
Is he coming back? Does a bear shit in the woods? Yes. Yeah. Nice. No. It. It. <laughs> no. Does a bear be shit in the woods? He shits on the. He shits on the skulls of his enemies. Let's be real. <laughs> skulls for the skull throne. Nice. Yeah. Blood for the nice. blood god. Yeah. No. He's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. I can see why. Guys, we've been talking about Invincible. We've been talking about what we think is going to happen. Hector's in the in the shadows, just being like, "Yes, yes, foolish mortals, you yes. don't know what's what's coming." <laughs> so we reach the end of the show, and what we'd like to do at Syndicate is the one reason why. What is the one reason you would give somebody to watch Invincible? Hector, I'll start with you. Do you guys want a really cool superhero show that? Not as much subverts expectations as just changes and evolves as reality and good stories do. <laughs> Highly recommend Invincible. Nice. Honestly, it's as cool as fuck. <laughs> 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 no, but honestly, okay, really honestly, real talk here. Um I love this show because of the characters mostly and just you know you got your superhero stuff I'm not super big into superhero stuff because of like oh like I know what's going to happen and it does take a different route but the characters are just so well Mm -hmm. developed there there doesn't feel like anybody's left in the background to just kind of be there everyone's pretty on an equal level of development and growth and it's amazing because of that. I don't know how they handle all of these characters mm-hmm. and kind of keep them at the same mm-hmm. level. It's true. Everyone has their own thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, and I also like the the, the small scale stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for all that small scale stuff. Like, it's kind of childish with the Amber Mark thing that Adam Eve, mm-hmm. the teen team kind of stuff. Says the guy with Lala Land behind him. Yeah. Your poster. That isn't small scale? It's a small scale. scale. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and, and then Manchester by the Sea. That's just grief. I'm going to be real with everyone. I actually don't hate Amber, which I know is like really controversial right now. I don't hate hate her either. I just think Eve is a better match for Invincible. (laughs) Okay. I will say I did watch a video about talking about Amber's reaction to the reveal and kind of her reasonings and stuff and how some of it didn't quite make sense. It, it, uh, eh, it doesn't, but I kind of see it. It's. Yeah. I don't. I think it does. It's like she she knows yeah, the truth, but, but it's like uh, it, it it makes some sense. Like, but there's there's a couple of things that he mentioned that don't quite add up. I mean, she's a for the for the most she's part. A, She's yeah. not, she's not a superhero. She doesn't understand the big deal about secret identities. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. She doesn't love right. that world. It makes yeah. complete sense. And, be, and before she dies, because now everybody knows. Who dies? Now that she knows. Amber. Femme Fatale, she knows his secret identity. Oh, he okay. doesn't. 
lean into, Kirkman doesn't lean the tropes as hard like that, to be honest. I, I mean, yeah, talking about Invincible. Yeah. But still, it'd be kind of a cool call, like, to superhero things. Mm. That is true. She could be she could be the Gwen, and then Adam, you could be the MJ. There you go. There you go. Oh, speaking of which, did you guys see the leaked trailer for the new Spider-Man movie? That was a Nexus no. event that I did not see yet. Oh, it <laughs> <laughs> it got leaked last night. Yeah, I heard about that. Is Gwen in it? Uh, basically everyone but. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Okay, that's one thing I actually like about the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the one with uh, Andrew Garfield, is that they they had Gwen in it. <laughs> hey, yes, th- that's the only thing they had Gwen in it. Nothing about the movie; it's just the character was in there. That's all. That's all that yeah, I like. So. I I thought he did a pretty good Spider-Man. Not as good as Peter Parker, but I thought he was a pretty good Spider-Man. I know, but like, still, like, you, you just look at the Tobey Maguire movies, which are masterpieces. No Gwen. You look at the new Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland and almost Gwen. Gwen in the third one. Yeah. The girl at the oh, bar. I know, but the, and but they were already he was already with yeah, MJ. Like Sam Raimi fucked up. That's not That was studio interference. I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't know, but Spider-Man 2 is so good. Doc Ock. Speaking of tropes, my one reason why would be this show takes massive risks and i enjoy that because like when you think of superhero stuff you think of marvel because that's the big juggernauts uh in entertainment right now and it's very formulaic it's very safe and it's very family friendly and with invincible it's the opposite and i absolutely love it oh yeah but that's it for this time on syndicate we hope you enjoyed yourself we've been talking about invincible by Robert Kirkman. Please check it out where it is available. And now I'm going to take a moment to thank my guests, Hector and Ed, for coming on to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us again. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. This was a lot of fun. Actually, no, you're welcome for having us. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If you'd like to hear more of Hector and Ed, please check them out on their podcast, Reshoot. Wherever fine podcasts are available, that is Reshoot, an amateur's guide for good or film. But if you'd like to keep the Invincible conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform as Syndicate, that is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicate on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Have Discord? Feel free to join the growing film community there at syndicate.com forward slash Discord, where you will catch myself along with other podcasters like Hector and Ed, and listeners talking about this movie and others. But if we miss anything during this conversation, please send us a message at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>